Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. <coughs> Pardon me. Let's pray for souls. Father, we want everyone to go to heaven. So we're crying out for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman, in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, their past, present, future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members. By faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict every person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus, please reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding that by your stripes we were healed would come to every boy and girl man and woman and they would humble themselves before you they would repent of their sins they would receive you lord jesus as savior and lord being gloriously born again from above and please father get every person into a good bible believing teaching church they would then be baptized in water receive the baptism in the holy spirit every christian would become a true disciple of the lord jesus christ we're praying for every demon possessed demonized and captive to be set free and all the sick to be healed from every sickness and every disease and lord your people to receive and walk in financial abundance prosperity debt cancellation of their debts the full blessing of abraham whom god blessed in all things and we agree for that in jesus name and also, Father, we love the Jewish people very much. We thank you for them. Father, we ask that you would send the Holy Spirit also, Father, and the blinders and scales in their hearts and minds would be removed, and they would see that you, Lord Jesus, are their Messiah and Savior and Lord. They'd be born again. In agreement with your word, Lord, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We also agree with your word that they have title deed to all the land of Canaan. And, Father, restore all that land to them. And also, Father God, bless them in total victory in the Psalm 83 war and the Psalm Ezekiel 38-39 wars, which will be soon to come. And, Father God, we agree, Father, that they have title deed to all the land of Canaan. And, Father, remove any president, remove any ambassador, remove any politician that tries to get Israel to divide their land or bring a two-state solution, remove these wicked, evil people, and we give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, there's a lot of things going on. We want to continue to, to make proclamations against um, a lot of the evil things that are going on in the world in the United States today, things that... You know, they're trying to bring forth the one world government. You know that, don't you? Uh, remember the 2030 agenda by the WEF, World Economic Forum, which is headed by Klaus Schwab? You will own nothing and be happy. Um, they are planning to steal everything you have. You will not own your car. You will not own your home. You will own nothing. 
the few elite will mete out everything you have. They see, they think they're gods. They're Luciferians. They serve the devil. Okay, they're, they are, they're looking forward to the tribulation. <laughs> they have no idea what is going to happen in the tribulation other than they'll have temporary power for just a little bit. But I'm just saying they're going to spend eternity in hell. So we're praying against their agenda right now. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We cry it against the digital currency that the Fed and uh, Joe Biden are trying to bring out, Father. They're trying to bring forth that uh, mark of the beast, that one world currency, to put us in bondage and slavery. We come against it. We pray that you'd send their plans into confusion and derision. They would fight among themselves, and you'd literally, Lord Jesus, raise up millions of people to cry out against it. And this would not take place, Father, until after the rapture of the church. Also, Father God, they've tried to trying to create more viruses, Father, to kill your people. Uh, they're murderers, just like they're baby murderers. Uh, they're, they're sexual perverts who are trying to drag our children's souls to hell, Father. Remove them from their place of office and restore godliness to America. But we agree no more viruses. There will be no more mask mandate. And, Father, we agree we will not take those vaccinations, Father, those death shots, because, Father God, they are evil, they're wrong, and they destroy and kill people. And we're not going to do it, Father God. Uh, again, expose the evil of these vaccinations like you have through your servant Robert Malone and 17,000 physicians and scientists who have said don't do it. Also, Father, please secure our borders. Father, you know that foreign soldiers criminals, pedophiles, sex traffickers, Father God, drug dealers, criminals are coming across our borders to destroy America. Father, we need your help, Father God. We pray that you would send your mighty angelic host and even raise up godly law enforcement to drive out of this country, every person who is here illegally, and allow only those to come in who come according to our laws and constitution. Also, Father God, you know the terrible persecution your servant Donald Trump and his family and conservatives and Christians are facing right now. Father, we're reminded by your Holy Spirit of the book of Esther. Father, we are the Mordecais. We trust you that you will continue, Lord, to provide for us. You will continually to protect us. And yes, Lord, even in the midst of the chaos, you will promote us. And Father, these Hamans, and you know who the Hamans are, Father. If as they continue to try to destroy us and kill us, you will literally hang them in the very gallows that they've prepared for us. And we thank you for answering this prayer. Also, Father, we pray for sexual purity, Father God, in this nation. We agree, Father, that the only acceptable sexual relationship is one man and one woman in a marriage covenant, Father God. We pray that you would uh, expose the works of darkness and get this evil perversion out of our uh, kindergartens, our grade school, our junior highs and colleges. And, Father God, righteousness and holiness and purity would be restored to America. And, Father, don't let them put any more mRNA material into our food, water, plants, and animals, Father. Again, another method to try to kill us, Father. Stop this great evil. Expose it for what it is, Lord. And, Father, God, you know that we love you and we're committed to be your bold witnesses. So prepare our hearts, every one of us, for these last days to live victoriously for you. In Jesus' name, amen. We could, again, just pray all day about the things that are going on. But again, the rapture is about here. Remember, Israel's ready to build their temple again. They're going to be a third temple. They're going to be offering sacrifices. And, uh, and remember, it starts with the Antichrist 
signing a seven-year peace treaty with Israel. That's the first day of the tribulation, and the church is raptured out before that. So it will be very, very soon. So are you excited? Are you ready? Is your family ready? Is your neighbors ready? If not, pray for them and share Jesus with them. Well, we're going to continue to talk about uh, the uh, promises of God and being persistent and pressing into them. Again, we want to establish a foundation. Uh, Isaiah 42, 9, God is talking. He says, Behold, the former things are come to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. You know, whether the things were good or bad, God would always reveal to his servants what was about to happen so that they could be prepared. If it was a blessing, they could be prepared for the blessing. Or if God was sending judgment, they would know to get right and repent or those judgments would come forth. You know, we need to, we need to live like uh, in, we see in uh, Isaiah 30, 21. Let us be so sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Here's what that word of God says. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying, This is the way, walk you in it, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. You see, that's what we in these last days, we need to hear God's voice clearly because, you know, uh, our government has their office of myths information, which is they're telling you to believe their lies. And uh, we're not going to do it because we know what God's Word says and we have the Holy Spirit. But without God's Word and the Holy Spirit, you will be deceived. And, and you are deceived. <laughs> be sure because you're believing lies. And if you believe a lie, you'll live a lie, you'll die living a lie, and you will die and go to hell. And that's a terrible way to spend eternity in your own little cage, hearing the screams of people all around you, and being tormented day and night. You don't want that. You need to be born again. Repent. Receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. And the wonderful thing about being a Christian, let's go jump to the New Testament. God talks to us. He talks to every Christian, not religious person. He doesn't talk to religious people. doesn't talk to the pagans. He talks to Christians. Here it is, John 10, 27. Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. You know, the Bible also establishes, even in the Old Testament, God says, I'll always warn you what, what things are about to happen. Amos 3, 7, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. Do you know God knows all the secrets? And he reveals it to his prophet. Are you in a prophetic church that hears the word of the Lord? You need to be. God is telling what things are about to happen so you can be prepared. Okay, let's jump from the New Testament perspective. 1 Corinthians 2, we'll start verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of a man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And that's true, but again, we stop there and act like, well, we'll just never know these things. <laughs> but that's not true. Verse 10, but God has revealed them unto us, the body of Christ, born-again believers. That's you, right? 
but God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit, Holy Spirit. If you're born again, really born again, you have the Holy Spirit, okay? For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God, here it is, knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. So only Christians have the Holy Spirit and know what the truth is. And boy, that should be really evident right now. Okay. Verse 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know, and I love this, the things that are freely given to us of God. Grace. Aren't you glad we're under the covenant of grace? But remember, the grace of God causes us to be obedient, to do good works, to walk in holiness. But that's another message. Verse 13, which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And again, well, why I try to tell my relatives and family members what the truth is about what things are going on, but it's just like they can't, can't seem to receive it. You want to know why? <laughs> Let me read it to you. Verse 14. But the natural person, that's a person who's unsaved. It doesn't matter how religious they are, they're not born again, don't have the Spirit. Jesus doesn't live in their heart, okay? But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto them, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord that we he may instruct him? Here's good news. We have the mind of Christ. We have Jesus living within us. We have the Holy Spirit within us. Now we can understand the word of the God and the things of the kingdom. Isn't that exciting? And that all comes by being born again, by receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. And remember, Jesus said himself, Jesus made it quite clear that once we're born again, he's going to show us future things. Here it is, John 16, verse 13. Nevertheless, when he, the Spirit of truth, talk about Holy Spirit, is come, he will guide you in all truth. See, he knows the truth. You know, our government has no truth. But the Holy Spirit, he has all truth. He will guide you in all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear, that will he speak. He will show you things to come. He shows you future things. And I have to throw in verse 14. He shall glorify me, Jesus Christ, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. The Holy Spirit in us calls us to lift up the name of Jesus, to glorify Jesus, to praise the Lord Jesus, to walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. You're right. It's all about Jesus Christ. And yes, we have the Holy Spirit. God indwells us if you're truly born again from above. The Bible makes it quite clear. So you never have to be deceived. You can listen to the news and know that's a lie. That's not the truth. You know, it's kind of like the, with the Russian collusion, all those government officials that lied under oath and said there was all this evidence, and now we know none of it was true. The government lied to us. Why would they do that? 
because you don't know truth except Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord and you have the Holy Spirit because the only other kingdom out there is the kingdom of the devil. And many, many of them serve Lucifer and they know they're going to hell, but they have made that decision. That's right. At least, again, they know where they're going. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are not sure God exists. What ignorant people. You're going to die and go to hell just being stupid. At least the people who are Luciferians know they're serving the devil. (laughs) I'll give them credit for that. They know they're going to hell. I don't want to go to hell. How about you? That's why Jesus is my Savior and Lord. I want to know the true and living God. That only comes through faith in Jesus. So, you know, the revelation that God gives us through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God, that is, that those become literally promises to us of what God's about to do. Now, yes, the Word of God is full of promises. <laughs> uh, just as you read the Word of God and the Holy Spirit quickens you to truth. I mean, let's look real quick. Um, First Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 1 20, for all the promises of God are in, in him, that's Jesus Christ, or yes, and in him, amen, so be it, unto the glory of God by us. Okay. You heard what I just read. Okay. Let me just make a statement about what I just read. All the promises of God in him are yes, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Okay. If the Bible was not the word of God, this wouldn't be true. But because the Word of God is absolutely truth, the promises of God in the Word of God, you can take to the bank, they're true, and will come to pass. Just want to throw that in, help you to understand this is the absolute Word of God. Also, Peter, through the Holy Spirit, gives us this wonderful truth. Second Peter 1, 3, and 4, according to his divine power, that's God's divine power, has given to us, born-again believers, the body of Christ. What has he given us? All things, A-L-L, all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him. Remember, relationship with God and with Jesus. Okay. That has called us to glory and virtue, whereby by which are given to us exceedingly. I love that word. Great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So the revelations of God become a promise. There's promises throughout the Word of God. Man, are we blessed. Okay. So God gives us revelations through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God. We have promises. A revelation become promises. Now, again, we need to establish this. There are revelations of God and promises of God that are conditional. You know, I think this is, we'll just start with the New Testament Scripture kind of establishing this, and I love the book of Hebrews. Hebrews 10.35, cast not away therefore your confidence, again, in God, which hath great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience. (laughs) We don't like hearing about patience, but everyone needs it, and God will see that you get some. For you have need of patience that after you have done the will of God, you did what God told you to do, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come and not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. For we are not of them who draw back into perdition, another good word would be destruction, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. 
So, you know, when God gives us a promise and a revelation or a dream and a vision that's from God, it doesn't always immediately come to pass. Sometimes there's a period of time. <laughs> now, it's not always this long, but, you know, I, Abraham had to wait 40 years before he, he, he got his heir, his, the, the Isaac, <laughs> okay? So sometimes there's a little timetable. And, again, we're establishing, first of all, uh, that, that many times, not all the time, God's promises do have conditions with them. Uh, a great example in Second Chronicles chapter seven, start verse twelve. And the Lord appeared unto Solomon by night, and said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Now you need to understand verse thirteen. These climate change people. the 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 weather is going to get bad. Because Jesus says the end times, there's going to be earthquakes, famines, and pestilences. And the reason it's getting worse, because people are getting bad, and this nation has been turning away from God. Bad behavior brings forth bad weather. You want good weather? Walk with God. Be obedient. Restore prayer to our schools and nations. Okay? Uh, uh uh, put the Ten Commandments over all the windows, stores, and doors. You know, establish righteousness again in this country. Because here, here's the what God says, verse 13. If I shut up heaven, God talking, that there be no rain. Oh, you mean God's behind rain? Or if I command the locusts to devour the land, God does that? Or if I send pestilence among my people, in other words, we're not listening. We're not hearing his voice. We've become, and this is the nastiest word, but I still think I can say it on the broadcast, woke. What happens? Here's the conditional promise. If my people, born-again believers, who are called by my name, and notice the condition, shall humble themselves and pray. That's a condition. Seek my face. Condition. And turn from their wicked ways. That's real repentance. You confess it and you have no intention of doing it ever again. <laughs> repentance, okay? Now here's the promise. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Conditional promise. So God messes with the weather because you've been bad, very bad, and this country has been very bad. Yes, there's millions of born-again believers who love Jesus and are serving him faithfully, but as a nation, uh, it has gotten totally corrupt, and that affects climate. So you get climate change, bad climate change, when you disregard God and you think you are God's and try to make yourself God's. So that's why you're going to see a lot of problems <laughs> in the weather because God is in charge of the weather. Proverbs 3, we're talking about conditional promises. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So that shall thou find, and we want this, don't we? Favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So if you walk in mercy and truth, what does God say? Condition? You can have favor and good understanding with in the sight of God and man. Now, I love verse 5 and 6. I quote it 
many times in my prayers when I'm seeking God's direction. It works. But it's a conditional promise. Let's read it together. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You know that means with everything within you, right? Lean not into your own understanding. Those are both conditions. In all thy ways acknowledge him. That the condition. Here's the blessing, the promise. And he shall direct thy path. That means he will make sure you know what to do, when to do it, and where to go. If you trust in the Lord with all thine heart. If you lean not to your own understanding. If in all your ways you acknowledge him, which means you're praying, you're talking to God. Then God says, okay, I will direct thy path. Do you, do you see the conditions? Do you see the promised blessing? Does it work every time? It works every time because it's the word of God, but it is conditional promise. And remember, with these promises of God, God expects us to press in even when he says yes to something. Notice Jesus says in Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. The verb tense is ask and keep on asking. Seek, keep on seeking. Knock, and keep on knocking. Oh, keep, keep pressing in. Be persistent for everyone. <laughs> I don't know you, but... I think you're still someone that would be called everyone. <laughs> For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, that's Father God, who is in heaven, give good things? Yes, God gives things gives good things to them that ask him. So we know we have to persevere. Now what have we learned? God gives revelation through the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, just born again believers. He gives us promises in his word. The revelations in word of God are promises. Some of them are conditional. If they're conditional, you have to meet the conditional to receive the promise or blessing. Some are just, God says, I'm going to do this. Boom, and you get it. But also there is a persistence and a pursuit that God requires us to continue to press into him, continue to proclaim that truth until it comes to pass. I guess I'll go ahead and use a New Testament scripture for that, Hebrews 3.1, I know we've repeated a lot. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession. Another word is confession, Christ Jesus. So Jesus is on the right hand of the Father. Father God's on the throne. Jesus is interceding for us. We see that in Hebrews 9 and Romans 8. But also Jesus is interceding for us in one aspect, in light of what we're confessing, what we're proclaiming, what we're believing him to do and speaking it and praying it out loud. He's the high priest of our confession. What are you confessing? Are you confessing the things of God? Or are you confessing the things of, of the devil? Do you get the picture here? If you really believe something, you need to proclaim it. Yes, Lord, when I get this, here's what I'm going to do. 
not if, when. Because God, you promised it to me. You gave me this dream. You gave me this vision. Lord, you've shown me in your word. Lord, you've given me this revelation download through the prophetic. I know you're going to do it. And I'm going to keep believing you and proclaiming it until it comes to pass. Do you get the picture? You have to press in. Because sometimes there's a period of time that goes by. Don't miss your blessing by being unfaithful and walking in doubt fear, unbelief, or double-mindedness. And if you've done that, repent and start believing God again. And if you're not born again, you're going to die and go to hell. You need Jesus. You need the blood of Jesus to wash away your sins. Pray with me right now if you're not saved. Give your life to Jesus today. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I repent of all my sins. I'm trusting you, Lord Jesus. I believe you died for my sins and rose again. I'm asking you to come into my heart and spirit and be my Savior and Lord of my life. I give my life to you both now and forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. I trust in you and you alone for my salvation. Amen. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryColt at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.